Hey, HPC. Man, so good to see everybody today. Happy Monday to you. And we are so excited about starting a new study in the book of Colossians. And I know for the next three weeks, we'll be looking at each chapter, taking major thoughts and ideas from this book, and really teaching and talking and learning about it. And I want to encourage you that stay connected to this series. Stay connected with these series of talks that we're going to be having. If you miss a day, go back and watch it because I think God's going to use these conversations and these teachings to equip us and to help us to connect to God even more. So I'm going to be reading in Colossians chapter 1, verse 9 and 10. And this is what it says. It says, so we have not stopped praying for you. If you have your Bible with you or if you're listening, just, just emphasize that word praying for you since we heard, first heard about you. We ask God to give you, this is important, complete knowledge of his will. That's a great prayer. And to give you spiritual wisdom and understanding. Verse 10, then the way you live will always honor and please the Lord and your lives will produce every kind of good fruit. All the while, you will grow as you learn to know God better and better. I'll give you a little context here of who's writing, who it's written to, and kind of some issues that were going taking place in this church in Coloss. The author is the Apostle Paul. Uh, Paul wrote so much of the New Testament. And Paul's writing to a group of people that, interestingly, this is important to note, that he has not met before. He didn't start this church. He hasn't been to this church. Epaphras is mentioned early on in this chapter, and Epaphras is a friend of Paul who most likely Epaphras started this church in Colossus. Now, we know Epaphras also met and spent time with Paul when he was in prison in Rome. And Paul is writing to a church that there's some, there's some dysfunction taking place. You've got Jewish believers and you have Greek believers. And as you read through this book, it's important to understand kind of the, the conflict that was happening between these two sets of people. For the Jewish believer, there was a heightened sense of legalism and this idea of following the law to a T, things such as circumcision, and the list goes on and on, where there was this idea of in order to be saved, in order to have a relationship with God, you have to do X, Y, and Z. Now for the Greek, uh, their issue was very different. They had come from a polytheistic background and culture, and polytheism means many, many gods, belief in many gods, theism from theos, so the belief in many gods. And so Paul is trying to address two different groups, Jews and Greeks, Jews who are hyper-religious, hyper-legalistic, and then also Gentiles or Greeks who have this polytheistic background in this idea of all these gods who exist. And Paul is bringing it in, and he's saying, listen, we're saved based on God's grace, the work of Jesus Christ on Calvary, through his death, burial, and resurrection, and also that we are not serving multiple gods. We're monotheistic, one God that we believe in three persons. So at the beginning of this chapter, Paul is praying. Now, I want you to see like the impact here. Paul is praying for a group of people he has never met. He doesn't know them. He's heard about them, and he says, since we've heard about you, we've been praying. But Paul understands that any significant work that's going to take place in a church, in a ministry, in a life, in any aspect of life that's pushing the kingdom forward, it doesn't happen without prayer. Prayer is the foundation. You don't build a house without a foundation. You don't do great things with God, for God without a foundation of prayer. So here Paul is praying on behalf of these people. 
I think about in my own life. Sometimes I'll have people who I'm acquaintance with, I'm not super close with, and I'll pass them in church and they'll say, hey, we pray for you every week. And when I hear people say that, I just wanna give them a big old bear hug. Man, I'm like, thank you so much, because I need prayer. I need prayer every single day. And there's power when we pray and intercede on behalf of other people. There's one guy in church, this is really interesting, he tells me, I pray for every David I know every day. And I said, man, I'm glad my name is David. Put me on that list. But there's power when we pray for other people. So here Paul is praying for this church. Now, second observation is this. What is Paul praying for? Now, I want you to listen to this. Paul is praying for this church that they would have complete understanding of God's will. Okay. Oftentimes when we think about God's will for our life, at least for me, this is what sometimes I'll do. I'll think, God, what's your will for the direction you want me to go in? Where do you want me to go to school? Who do you want me to marry? Uh, how many kids do you want me to have? Where do you want me to work? Where do you want me not to work? Where do you want me to live? And it's always direction focused. I think Paul's unpacking something here that's far deeper. And direction's important. And we'll get to that in a moment. But Paul is saying, I want you to know God's will. And he is saying for who he is. And this is the thought. As Paul is praying for this church he's never been to, this church that's beginning to thrive has issues. Every church has issues. But as he's praying for them, he's praying, I pray that you will know the will of God. That as you learn more about God, you will become more like God. And so Paul is emphasizing not just this thought of will of God for direction's sake, as far as where my life is heading, but who I'm becoming. And I've found in my own journey, my own life, that as I spend time with God, as I pray, as I seek Him, as I learn about who God is, what happens is I learn the ways of God. What makes God good? What makes God love? And exploring and having the revelation of who he is starts to change my ways. So we think direction as far as what I'm doing and God and Paul is saying, I want you to know his will for who you're becoming. And God always wants to do a work in us. And in fact, we can get to the destination that we're supposed to be at, directionally speaking, and we're not who we're supposed to be and we're not ready for where God is trying to take us. God wants us to learn his ways in order that we walk in his will. Because this is what it says next. It says that you will produce fruit. And when we walk in the ways of God, understanding who he is and being conformed to his image, God will direct our path. What's the scripture say? The scripture says, the steps of the righteous are ordered. Let us just be righteous. He orders our steps. But as that takes place, Paul promises, and he says this, that fruit will be in your life. Fruit is tangible. It's, it's seen. It's evident. It, it's apparent. And for us as believers, man, as we pray, we pray for other people, we pray for our lives, we ask God to, that we will know him and follow in his will, and we follow his ways, not just about where I want to go and what I want to be doing, but who I am, who I'm becoming. What will inevitably happen is that fruit will be manifest in our life. There's some observations for us. Man, let's be a people who pray. Let's be a people who follow the ways of God, his will, become like him. And let's be people who bear fruit because we are around his presence. Applications for us today in closing. I want to encourage you and encourage myself. And let's be praying for people. Intercessory prayer is a powerful thing. When God places someone on your mind throughout the day, and he does this with me all the time, he places people on our minds oftentimes for us to pray for them. In some cases, God might just place a 
a country on your mind or a city on your mind where there are believers there. And you might not even know them, just like Paul had never met this, these people in Colossus. But there was a deep hunger and longing to pray for them. Let's be people who pray for people. Let's also be people who we spend time with God. And I love us studying this book. Because as we just read these scriptures and learn from the book of Colossians, I'm telling you, we're going to learn the ways of God that's going to transform how we live towards God, who we're becoming. So let's do that. And then finally, let's just believe God that there's going to be great fruit, the fruit of the Spirit. Galatians talks about it. Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, gentleness, faithfulness, and self-control will be manifest in our life that people will see us and they will see Jesus. Lord, we love you. I thank you so much for the power of your word. Thank you for the next few weeks that we're going to be studying this amazing book. Thank you for great men and women who paved the way for us, God, that we're able to read and learn, discover who you are so that changes who we are. In Jesus' name, amen. <laughs>